can travel anywhere in time and space. And it's mine. Please. Look at this. Go on, say. Most people do. on the outside hey what's up man welcome back to smaller on the outside or as i would like to call sodocast the Sodocast. the best <laughs> and the only <laughs> doctor podcast that you just can't miss my name is dave and i'll be the time lord with you this evening and with me as always is andy who is the companion welcome back small on the outside it's been a couple weeks since uh, our last bit uh, yeah because we were supposed to do this last weekend but we didn't because i was on a vacation and then we're, we're also recording this a little bit early because tomorrow's movie day for, for me, so lots well, of stuff Well, technically, it's on. still late, though. <laughs> yeah, still late. Because we are combining uh, we are combining Season 4 and the Tenet specials into one episode instead of doing them separately like we were planning before. Mm-hmm. Which I think is probably not a terrible idea. I mean, there's only, like, Four or five of them, depending on who you ask. Right, but it always felt like its own sort of season to me. And mm-hmm. then if you add, if you add in, there are actually more uh, tenant stories in that timeline. Uh, if you add, you can add in, um, I think it's called Dreamland. It's an animated special that also actually stars the girl who played Jenny. Uh, <laughs> but she's not playing Jenny. She's playing some other character. And then uh, there's a a couple of um, Sarah Jane episodes that take place pretty much right before uh, End of Time as well. So it, if you add in all those, then it definitely feels more like its own season, but we didn't really uh, Right, count I, I didn't really watch more. the cartoons or not. I, I know I have them on my DVD set, but... Oh, do you? Yeah. Yeah, there's, it's, one, it's there's one also that takes place... There's one that takes place during Season 3 as well. Hmm. That one I don't so, care for as much as the uh, the Dreamland one's better, I think. Okay. This uh, this week we're talking about Season 4 and what I called 4.5, but really the David Tennant specials that took place between 4 and 5. That's why I said 4.5. Well, technically those episodes, I believe, had production codes of uh, Season 4. So, like... Uh, like, it would be, like, season four, episode 14, 15, 16, like that, instead of uh, having its own season number on production code. All right. Um, so technically that first, works. <laughs> I think the first one that we're talking about is the Christmas special, which is before the season four uh, official episodes. Right. Uh, which is the Voyage of the Dam. That's the uh, Titanic, right? Yes. All right. So basically in that one, it's basically the Titanic story in space. Uh, I guess it's sort of Christmassy. Yeah, I think this one's actually more Christmassy than than some of them. Um, well, at least I guess not as much as the earlier ones. They they did have some Christmas stuff, but um, but I like how they sort of like say that what were the like he they the people in space. This guy has his uh, degree in Earthonomics, right? from uh, whatever planet he was from, and, and he, he comes up with these weird stories about, like, that we that we worship uh, Santa Claus, and and there's some funny uh, funny quotes that he has for mm-hmm. that. Yeah, we worship Santa Claus. Um, this one had, um, it had Grandpa, uh, you know, whatever his name is. Noble. No, no he Grand- wasn't. Grandpa I don't noble. think he was a noble, but, yeah, he's uh, Donna's grandpa. Donna's grandpa was in this one. He's been in, like, all the Christmas specials, basically. Um, but uh, along with this I don't this know one, if he was actually, actually cast as... I don't think he was actually cast as uh, Donna's grandpa quite yet when they filmed this. Um, the, the thing is, uh, when they filmed uh, Season 4, Episode 1, they were going to use Donna's father, who was in The uh, Runaway Bride, but uh, and they did. They filmed everything with him. But later on in the season, they realized that he wasn't gonna be uh, he wasn't gonna be uh, healthy enough to continue filming. So they went back and refilmed those uh, and and took the guy that played this guy in in this episode and used him as uh, Donna's grandfather. 
Really? So the younger guy was not as healthy as the older guy. I honestly, they looked about the same age to me. <laughs> I don't know, maybe, um, but yeah. So the guy that that originally played her father did die before they finished filming uh, season four, I believe. So yeah, and and the guy who played Donna's grandfather, I believe, is still alive. So hmm. okay, this episode I know I rated eight out of ten. Okay. I I don't know yeah. if I, I I mine might be more of a seven. There are there are no. some good bits in it. I I definitely like when he says I'm a time lord, a nine hundred and six years old. I'm from Gallifrey, you know. Blah, blah. You know he says, you know, it's kind of a classic line, and that line is actually uh, bit for bit repeated in <laughs> Day of the Doctor. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I get it. For entertainment, I did give it half points, and for people score i also gave that half point mm. Mm. which I, I don't think it was the most entertaining episode in the world but it did get a lot of things right you know like that that speech there i thought the you know visual stuff looked pretty nice and it told overall a pretty solid story so alonzi um but brings did us you know into... that the guy the guy that plays alonzo here in this episode apparently russell t davies actually wanted him to play the 11th Doctor. That's what I read. Really? That would have sucked. I didn't think he was very good at all. <laughs> I've already forgotten about him. Yeah. I mean, okay. Brings us into the actual uh, fourth season of Doctor Who. First episode is called Partners in Cream. Cream? Cream? <laughs> Partners <Crime>. in Cream. <laughs> <laughs> Fighters in Crime, rather. Um, takes place in, I think, modern day, um, and at adipose, at adipose, yes. adipose. adipose. Those are the um, those are the fat cells, right? Yes. The fat cells that uh, walk out of the body and invade London. <laughs> I think this episode has one of the most uh, well written intros like the first half of the episode is really well done like before they meet up before the doctor and donna meet up they're just kind of yeah passing by each other without knowing it and all that yeah i think that is one of the best uh, intros of an episode they have yeah i i I thought so um actually i think i had this episode rated highly i had nine out of ten okay I don't um, care too much for the second half of the episode. The 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 adipose thing is kind of eh, whatever. But it is kind of interesting that uh, that this does play a part in the finale as well because they said the reason the adipose are there is because their planet is missing. Mm. Yeah, got it. And also the ending of the episode really uh, the ver- the very ending with with Rose suddenly appearing that was like a holy crap moment when I was first watching it. I remember. Mm-hmm. Because I don't watch the previews, I don't, I, I didn't read any news, I didn't know she was coming. And, and that was one of the um, overall season arcs, really. Yeah. With uh, Rose kind of showing up here and there, kind of disappearing, not knowing really what this is about. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's one of the first times, I want to say, that in Doctor Who you kind of had this overall clue into overall arcs, I feel like. I mean, I know Bad Wolf was there. Bad Wolf was I, there, Torchwood was there, too. Yeah, but when when I'm talking about this, I'm talking about more uh, like obvious, like you don't miss it. I think Bad Wolf is more subliminal. And, yeah, that's and subliminal. Everything. Torchwood was pretty obvious that they were setting something up there, but you just didn't know what it was, you know. Mm. Um, in season three, there wasn't really. Oh no, there was. There was. Uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, um, the the masters, the the guy that <laughs> the well, prime minister guy. They they kept talking about him throughout this uh, season, so there was the, um, season three. Harold Saxon. Yeah, uh, Harold Saxon. Yeah, yeah, they kept they kept bringing up Harold Saxon throughout the season, so that one definitely, for sure. Right. Um. So the next episode was a pretty memorable one, I'd say, as far as for casting choices. Uh, Fires of Pompeii. Oh yes. Yeah. Two um, of them, honestly. Two of them. Yeah. You, you had uh, Peter Capaldi in it. Yes. Um, and also, much Amy. less known, Karen Gillan. Karen Gillan. She's not yep. quite as obvious because she's she's got a bunch of uh, crazy makeup on, so it's not obvious that it's not her as, unless you not know. As, not as crazy as Guardians of the Galaxy now. 
Uh, not yeah, not quite. But, but I mean, her. if you don't know she's there, you you might not recognize her because of the makeup. But you'll definitely recognize Peter Capaldi. Now, this episode is referenced in one of the David Tennant specials about it is about um him wanting to save people during oh, a. Oh yeah, that was point. in uh, the Waters of Mars. He does reference it in the Waters yeah, of Mars. Yeah, he said uh, he want he always tries to fix something, especially in a fixed point in time, and he wants to save people. But he ends up creating that fixed point in time. Yeah, I think this episode is kind of like the ultimate example of that. Where, yeah, the doctor likes to he likes to think, okay, maybe maybe this time I can fix it. And then, well, except he doesn't in the beginning of this episode. But if the doctor ever tries to fix something that we know shouldn't be fixed, it's part of our history. He ends up, a lot of the time, ends up being the one that creates the history. Mm-hmm. And this is kind of the ultimate example of that, I think. And it's it's good, but at the same time, um, doesn't it have like witches or something in it? Uh, no, it has uh, soothsayers, uh, you know, uh, fortune tellers. Well, witches. <laughs> Not exactly, uh, but they were well, like it, they were like uh, turning into stone and stuff. Remember? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't think I really care too much about those characters. So like. But it had, it had a nice, uh, a cool uh, moment. I don't know if you, uh, if you noticed one of the fortunes that they they told. They were talking to Donna, and uh, actually, the first they were talking to the doctor, and they said she is coming, talking about Rose. And then talking to Donna, they said you have something on your back. Mm. I don't know if you noticed. Those is that two that things. Empire's yeah. Pompeii? Yes, they did. That that hasn't happened yet. I know. <laughs> so it's because they're seeing the future. Oh. Yeah, so I thought that was pretty cool. I, I did not catch that. Yeah, yeah, that's wow. definitely one of my favorite uh, uh, foreshadowing in the series. So this episode, I gave eight, eight yeah. out. Of that that seems about right to me. Next episode is called Planet of the Ood. So we're bringing back the Oods and their evil red eyes and that's and a bit Ood. A bit Ood. Um, now I will say that I don't think anything can really beat the uh, that uh, Impossible Planet episode-like thing, but right. it, it was cool to bring back the Oods and see what's going on in their world, and basically, why they have that glowing orb and everything. Right, it kind of explained their, why Why are they so ready to be um, our slaves, and uh, are they really uh, are, are they really peaceful in that sense, or are they being controlled? And it's, I think it's pretty cool that they kind of went into that a bit. Yeah, it kind of it, it explained... And this is a very, very important episode, too, in terms of the story of the season. About the songs and everything? Well, the songs and, and you know, how, how they say, we think your story will end soon at the end. And mm-hmm. they also say that, you know, they also come up with the whole Dr. Donna thing. Well, Dr. Donna, of course. Yeah, so that, in that sense, it's a pretty important episode. However, I will say, as far as the episodes go, I didn't really remember most of it when I was rewatching it. So I don't really consider it super memorable. Okay. I like the Ood, but that's really all I remember from it. Um, so I gave this one also an 8. 8 out of 10. Okay. Next up, this is not Strax. All right? Uh, he is in it. It's well, the same it, actor, yeah, the character, but I don't... The character, okay, probably not the character, but the actor is in it. Uh, he's not the main uh, Centauran, but uh, the, the second in command, it's the same actor as Strax. Yeah, that's what got me confused too, because it's not him. Yeah, he's it's the the fir- the main guy isn't, which is funny because they're all supposed to be clones. But the second in command is uh, the Strax actor. Hmm. So this is the Centauran stratagem and, um, and Sky. Poison Sky, which is a, it's a two parter. It's a two parter, but in a sense, it's almost a three parter with what happens in the next episode. But but we'll stick with two parter for now. <laughs> the first one had to do with the. At- Atmos, right? Atmos. Atmos. And don't call it Atmos system. Right, because the S is the system. <laughs> um, and the second one, I forget. It's uh, the return of Martha. Right, Martha comes back in this this, this two-parter, right? She is now uh, working for UNIT. Uh, before this episode takes place, there is uh, some episodes in Torchwood where she is part of Tor- Torchwood before she be- uh, goes to UNIT. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she kind of like moves up the ranks, and then the next time we see her, she's kind of like uh, 
you know, even higher up in the ranks. And then later on, she's like fight, you know, a resistance fighter. <laughs> so lots of stuff goes on for Martha there. Yeah. Um, I did like the second part more than the first. Okay. I gave the first part seven out of ten and eight out of ten for the second part. Okay. Um, yeah. So the the it it is notable in the sense that this is the first time you see the actor for Strax. He's not he's not front and center. Uh, he does come back again in the uh, the uh, end of time when you see Martha again. Uh, that is that is the actor for Strax for sure. Um, but uh, also for Martha coming back and at the end getting trapped in the TARDIS. Again. There is another uh, quick uh, Rose flash. I don't know if you noticed it. I might have actually. It's, I, uh, I, I think it's on the the screen in the TARDIS when uh, Donna is stuck in the TARDIS. Oh yeah 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 yeah. Yep, I do. I think I do remember that. All right, next episode's called The Doctor's Daughter. I actually, I remember The Doctor's Daughter when, when I was rewatching this. I, but what I couldn't remember is how she existed. Okay. Um, and this one was pretty clear. It was basically a clone of The Doctor. Sort of a clone with some mixed-up DNA, I guess is how they explain it. From the, if it was uh, a clone, it would look just like him. So From, like, the aliens or... No, Something. they just sort of like uh, jumble it around, I think, to make it look have a little bit of, of variance. <laughs> variance. Um, and there's there's th- this episode I like, and then I, I I I have a problem with it. Like the story is kind of boring, but I like Jenny. I really like her character, and I'm upset that she never got you know never came back at all. Right. Um. Now. I remember the Doctor's Daughter once again, but I don't remember the story um, when I rewatched it either. So, like you said, kind of a boring story. Um, I it has some interesting ideas. Like I liked, are... the, I liked the thing where uh, they feel like they've been fighting this war for generations when it turns out it's only been a, like a week. You know, yeah. I liked that. I thought that was cool. Uh, and uh, and the whole uh, ending where the Doctor gets like super crazed. And he's like pointing the gun at the bad guy, and he's like, and then he goes, "I never would." I like that part. Yeah. So there are good parts. I did say eight out of ten, but uh. Yeah, it. I think it it would have uh been higher on my uh, ratings if if Jenny had actually come back in the future. And who knows, maybe she could still. But, but I think uh, she's uh, set to do an audio recording for one of the Doctor Who audio recordings. Oh well. I haven't listened to any of those. Right, <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, but it's also notable, I guess, for uh, David Tennant meeting his future wife, which is uh, very awkward. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But is it, she, she's all, yeah, she plays she, the doctor's daughter. She is also the daughter of the of fifth one of doctor, the doctors, yeah. And she is married to uh, the tenth doctor. <laughs> and they... Uh, they have daughters. So. <laughs> yeah, that, 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 that picture said that awkward moment when the doctor's daughter, the actual actor's daughter, uh, became the doctor's daughter, meaning playing the doctor's daughter on TV with David Tennant. Um, and then <laughs> she had the doctor's daughter. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So it's and a then weird married prank. the doctor. Married the doctor, yes. Um, so, interesting enough, episode kind of plays on its own. Um, I think it, it's it's more interesting for the potential it had than for the story it had, you know. Because there was some pretty good potential with her character, and they did nothing with it. Now, uh, as cool as Agatha Christie is in the next episode called The Unicorn and the Wasp, uh, I didn't like this episode, like, at all. I mean, Which, I what liked... was more interesting for me on re-watching it, uh, something I didn't catch the, the first couple times watching it was... Uh, uh, Felicity Jones. Yes, Felicity, Felicity Jones, Jones is in it. I didn't. I didn't know who she was until uh, probably around the time of uh, Amazing Spider-Man Two was when she was uh, the character that would eventually become Black Cat, but didn't. Uh, yes. <laughs> uh, and then she ended up being in Star Wars. You know. So. I I know that this kind of uh, the episode kind of is based off of an Agatha Christie novel about the bees and everything uh but 
like I the like graphics. it for the sense that it kind of feels like Clue in a, a little bit. Yes, and that's that's because of Agatha Christie, which is which is fine and dandy. But I hated the CGI of the Big B. It just bothered me and took me out of the episode every time. Really, I didn't think it was too bad. Um, which ended up I gave this episode four out of ten stars. Whoa, okay, I don't think I'd go that low. Let's see, uh, I I gave the people I for the most part are unmemorable, other than. Agatha Christie. I, I, I include the B in that as well as like <laughs> bad uh, character. Uh, the writing eh, behind the scenes, well, that's the visuals. I didn't like it. Gave it zero. Narrative art, I gave that a one because I don't even remember why and then I wasn't very entertained. So, yeah. Four out of ten. I would probably do a six, maybe. Uh, it is not a great episode, but there is there is a couple of things that I do like about it. It does mention that the the bees planet was disappearing. Uh, it's another connection to the bees are disappearing on Earth, which they talked about in the uh, premiere, and that connects to the finale. Um, it also ends with them um, showing a book from you know published in the in the long future. Which kind of segues perfectly into the library episodes, which are right now, right after this. So I kind of like those aspects of it, but overall, it is kind of forgettable. It was republished uh, many years ago. I believe that book is already out right now. <laughs> um, but uh, I I also one scene in particular that I really really like is when the doctor gets poisoned. Well, who and, went and like that? To, and they have to and they have to find a cure. That, that whole scene is pretty funny, too. So, that's that episode. The next two episodes are great. So, Some of the best. Some of the best. Probably one of the most memorable two-parters in the entire series. Yes. And that is the science in the library and the force of the dead. Hey, who turned out the lights? This hey, is the first the time that we see River Song. Um, and also the first time the Doctor sees River Song, though it's the last time River sees the Doctor. Well, not technically. Um, name of the Doctor changes that. I don't remember. She comes back as a holograph, hologram ghost thing in Name of the Doctor. Ow. Complicated. <laughs> <laughs> it was um, originally the last time the Doctor sees, the last time River sees the Doctor. So Vashta Narada. The, uh, basically the space dudes that turn into skeletons because the shadows take them away and stuff like that. Vesta Narada, yes. Yep. Um, and, it, and this episode kind of goes back and forth between this place and a magical place where the little girl is, like, controlling the library, basically. Yes. Well, sort of. Um, and then, of course, Donna gets sucked into that world and lots of, lots of little things here and there. Um, well, everybody got sucked into that world. That was the whole story. The you know uh, the I guess the library was trying to defend itself against the Vashti Narada and teleported everybody into the hard drive somehow. <laughs> right now, and the, that included the, Donna. The thing that actually made these episodes really good was River Song. Yeah, and the mystery surrounding her added to the mystery surrounding the Doctor's name. Uh, and, okay, here, here's the thing. If, if there was ever any doubt, this episode definitively proves that the Doctor's name is not Doctor Who. <laughs> because why would the Doctor be surprised if she whispered Doctor Who in his ear? No. the doc, She had to have had some. People say that to him all the time. Right, right. He says, there's only one way I could tell you my name. And first of all, we don't even necessarily know if that is being married or dying, or we still don't really know how she learned his name. <laughs> that was another question to the name of the doctor where they were going to explain it and they never did. Oh, well, I, I would figure it was probably marriage. She Well, that's the thing, though. We, uh, when, when they were married, he didn't say his name to her. He said, look into my eye. <laughs> And then um, it's, it's, it's like a plot hole that's like yeah, just is. kind of in, in floating name around. Of the doctor, uh, she says, "How?" Uh, I think uh, Clara asks her, "How? How do you know his name?" And uh, she says, "I made him tell tell me." It's a long story, and I think she says spoilers or something like that. 
and we never know. I think it would have been smart. I, I guess we're getting a little ahead of ourselves here, but uh, Clara does know the doctor's name. As she per found Journey. it in a book, right? Yeah, Journey to the Center of the TARDIS. So yeah. it would have been smart if they used Clara to to be the way that River, you know, learned the doctor's right. name. But they didn't. Right. But it was mysterious because she knew him, and she also knew his name. She had a screwdriver. Yeah. Uh, I never got a she close had the journal. I never got yeah. I never got a close look at the screwdriver she had. Was it uh, Matt Smith's? No, it's 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 or it's it's kind of based on Matt Smith's, but it's different. Um, it's not what you see with uh, Peter Capaldi either. So so it's like her I'm own. Say but it's probably she, a custom. It was supposed to be one of the doctors that they just gave it to her because I remember one of them giving her a screwdriver, don't we? Oh wait, no. It's 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 actually sort of between. It's sort of like between what you see with David Tennant and Matt Smiths. Um, no, we. I don't think we actually see that moment. Um, we do see when he takes her to the what is it? The towers, the Song yeah. Towers, uh, and and that was like the last date they had before the library, and that's when he gave her the screwdriver. But I don't know if we saw that specific moment happen or not. The screwdriver. I sworn. We might have. I guess we'll find out later. Um, <laughs> so both of those I gave ten out of ten. Definitely. Uh, let me. I was thinking. There's the snapping to open the TARDIS. Was it was another cool moment. Um, this episode was written. These episodes were written by Stephen Moffat, which I don't know if he knew, you know, that he was taking over for the show at this point in time or not but if he did this is definitely him saying here's a hint at what my se- season's gonna be like <laughs> now um i'm trying to think there was another thing i don't know um uh, there oh, is... well there they did foreshadow that that uh that uh don something would happen to donna too something would happen to donna yeah um so the next episode, I also really liked it. it. It displayed a lot of acting from David Tennant specifically, uh, and that's Midnight, yeah. right? Midnight's it's the a, one. It's a this is a bottle episode, which you that that basically means that the whole episode kind of takes place in the same location. Yeah, it's one of it's one of my favorite type of those episodes. It, it basically Donna's not in it; she's like hanging out, just doing whatever. Uh, but David Tennant's on a shuttle, a long shuttle ride, to see a diamond city, basically. Um, or a diamond planet, or whatever it is. And uh, while there, they come into contact with some kind of alien that repeats what they're saying. They say something, it repeats it. And then it learns how to say it at the exact same time you're saying it. Uh, and then they say it before you're saying it. And when they do that, they've taken your voice, basically, and you are the um, person stuck, uh, unable to do anything but repeat what they're saying, mm-hmm. uh, which is basically what's going on in this episode. Uh, and David Tennant played that off as, like, terrifying, uh, even, yeah, though it's, good. Uh, even though it's pretty good. Even though it's – when you're thinking about it on paper and it's just written down, it's not that it's terrifying. It's a very simple episode. Yeah, there's not a lot very, to it. Very simplistic, but they played it off really well. Um, like, I, I tweeted and I said, you know, nobody can play off repetition as terrifying as David Tennant can. Uh, uh, there is another Rose cameo uh, behind the Doctor on the TV screen. I don't know if I caught that one. Yeah, it's a, another quick flash. Um, there, uh, another, per- another cameo you might have referenced, uh, you might have noticed... But I'm not sure if you would because you haven't. I don't think you watched the recent uh, episode. Is is uh, the 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 dude from Humans that's like sort of half human, half half uh, robot? He's in this episode. Is he? Yeah. Hmm. Don't know. Uh, good episode though. Uh, on its own, I don't. You know, it's not. Oh. Also, apparently that you know the professor guy that that kept getting corrected by his assistant or whatever. Kinda. That guy is apparently uh, played by the fir- the first son of the second Doctor. Ah, interesting. That's pretty cool. Uh, I gave this one nine out of ten stars. I liked it a lot. Uh, yeah. 
I, it, oh. it's just like kind, of, kind of a fun episode, but it's you know, it is what it is. This is uh, this is interesting. When 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 they eventually announced that he will knock four times, the first thing that came to my mind was this episode. Midnight or Turn yeah, I thought maybe ooh he you know what's gonna kill the doctor? Maybe it's that that mystery mystery creature from Midnight that we we don't really because it does knock four times. <laughs> episode. So that's the first thing that came to my mind when I heard that. So that's. <laughs> It did leave an impression. Interesting. I didn't think of it. <laughs> All right. So the next episode is called Turn Left, and it takes a little bit of a time travel-ish thing. This is the what's what's that thing on your back um, episode, uh, and it has to do with the doctor like dying. But that's because uh, Donna was taken back to a time before she met the doctor and she was told instead of turning left on a road to turn right, which ultimately means she never met the doctor and everything that transpired uh, with her now transpired without her, which right. immediately apparently left the doctor dead because the doctor is that pathetic. Well, uh, no, because uh, if you remember the episode, she, she was there to make sure the doctor stopped, uh, while the while the place was being flooded, apparently he would have just stood there and and <laughs> stared down the the uh, the spider getting killed and just stand there t- too long and and flood himself. I guess. Which I, I think is a little silly, but yeah. it is what it is. They needed to tell their story, so they did. The doctor died, and so uh, life went on and got worse and worse, and the earth was basically. Just getting terrible, and people were dying, and then it ended with basically. And for some reason, there are now concentration camps. So. Concentration <laughs> camps, and I don't know and, why. And then, and, and freaking people are dying left and right, and the only way that they're able to do things is when Rose actually makes her real return here, mm. uh, and tells Donna she's got to go back and turn left. Basically, unalterating unalt- whatever, turning time back where it should be, and that's why Rose is like there. But there's one thing I don't know if you've noticed this. Uh, when I watched this episode, it, Rose's performance really kind of annoys me. The way she, like her her voice, her voice has has some kind of weird like accent to it that it doesn't usually have. Like I did notice that. I felt she, forms she sounded words, just sound like a little even different. more northern, or um, what, whatever the accent is in yeah. uh, British. That's like um, the people who aren't rich. So right. the the poor. It was, a, it was a little slightly different than what it usually is. Like oh, and, I bite, and you're like ah. yeah, and and that annoyed me. <laughs> it's, it's not. not exactly I don't think right. it's that. I don't think it's quite like that in the next episodes. <laughs> Uh, but it is in this one. It's like she's trying to find her groove again. Like she's been off the show long enough to, I don't know, speak her own accent if she's got a different one or something. I don't know. I don't know. Um, so there are. I I googled it one time and she said that that she had heard those complaints from people that said that her accent was off or whatever, and and she didn't uh, notice it while she was filming. Yeah. <laughs> Um, isn't she in the next two episodes, too? Uh, yes. Or just one of two, both of them? Yeah, she's in both of them. Okay. So, it, even but though... the way this episode ends is great. Like, where, where, uh, where Donna tells, tells the doctor that the woman that was helping him out, uh, gave him a message, and, gave her a message, wolf, and it was yeah. Bad Wolf, and then, and then, you know, they get the awesome Starts music. freaking out, yeah. <laughs> and the doctor looks outside. Everything good. says "bad wolf" on it, like he didn't notice it before. Now yeah. I know that the next two episodes are a two-parter, but all of this is kind of like a three-parter. It is. I think it's technically. I think it technically does count as a three-parter. Um, this episode I gave eight out of ten. Eight out of ten. Um, I forget. Okay. I kind of like it for revisiting a lot of the old storylines from a different perspective. Oh, I yeah. do like that. Uh, all right, so the finale is called Stolen Earth and Journey's End. Yes. And so the Earth itself uh, gets stolen and it gets transported somewhere else where the Doctor's unable to go, apparently. The beginning uh, the beginning of Stolen Earth is probably one of my favorite moments in the series where all of the 
basically every almost every uh, companion or side character that's ever been in the show shows up in like the first five minutes before the credits yes. roll. Uh, like I was, I told Andy, I'm like, you know, they do a lot of these special episodes where uh, multiple doctors come together for a special episode here and there. Uh, but you know, it's equally as fun and wonderful when a bunch of the companions come together uh, to help the doctor. Right. I I said, I I said I think this episode is is one of one of the best um, crossover events in TV history. <laughs> oh, wow. And actually I think oh. in the second episode even more people come come onto the uh, story as well. But yeah. for me when I first started watching Doctor Who I think it was 2012 uh, and uh, I was uh, catching up with I think it was 2012. I was catching up with season 6 and while I was doing that I was also watching in chronological order I was watching uh, Torchwood and the Sarah Jane Adventure. So for me, this episode was like amazing because it had all of the characters in all of the shows I was watching. You know? Yeah. So um, I was just really excited about. I it. was excited because it had the people I've already seen at this point. If it was crossovers like they do on CW, where you, you're not watching one of the shows and then one of them pops into the show, and then it's confusing. Well, but uh, that's that's true though because you weren't watching. I mean, you'd seen Captain Jack, but you didn't know his his uh, other crew, and you didn't know like the uh, you didn't know Sarah Jane's uh, kid and stuff like that. No, so. but they did a good job of explaining it in a way that I'm not really confused, and I just accept it. Right, and by the uh, way, there is there is a spoiler for Torchwood in that episode if you're paying attention. So yeah, well, I hopefully was... you didn't pay attention because <laughs> no. Um, I will say that I liked the second episode more than the first one, ultimately. Um, this was the episode... That's because everybody was kind of together, finally, in the second yeah, episode. Yeah, the second episode, everything was finally together, um, and... The the ending is, is just is really cool, you know. The whole... First of all, you got the whole... Uh, well, the end of the first episode, they make you think that regeneration is already happening. And yeah. then he he just regenerates into himself. But then yeah. the ending of the second episode, where everybody's together, and you have two doctors, and you have the Doctor Donna, and you have the whole the whole crew piloting the TARDIS, and that whole music that's playing at the same time. That I I really love that moment. So yeah, when I was reading earlier about Doctor Who and people were like, oh, David Tennant regenerated into himself, I couldn't remember that actually happening because it's not. It's yeah, not, that technically counts not, too. It technically counts as one of his regenerations because it's the reason why Matt Smith was on his last regeneration. Okay, well, it's, I, I didn't think it was as simple as that because uh, I'm I'm sitting here. He's regenerating, and he's uh, to me, it's like he stopped regenerating. He only did it as much to heal himself, and then he finished. But he did give the rest of his regeneration powers into his hand, and his hand healed the rest of the body so there was two of them or something so i don't understand but i guess it does count so i don't understand why the second because the regeneration energy was used it was just shifted over to the hand right but why did he heal himself why did his hand heal himself and only have one heart no no that was the metacrisis that was when um when donna touched the hand and it it sort of like mixed because the oh, hand was sort of still regenerating. Time. So when when Donna touched it, it sort of like mixed the DNA together. And, and then she the became the Doctor Donna. Yeah, she became the Doctor Donna. He became like half half Doctor, half Donna as well. Right. So and that part was interesting as well. I think that's part of, partially why I like this episode more is because ten two or whatever you want to call him, mm -hmm. uh, and of the Doctor Donna. I, I think this is probably her best part in the show. I. I don't know. Uh, this this finale for me is one of, if not my, if not the favorite uh, finale I like in the series. I, I have to keep watching. I think my season season five finale, it, it season five and season four to me are very close uh, in terms of how much I like them. But uh, this one particular I really like because of the crossovers. Interesting. Um, I'm not sure if this is my 
favorite, but I did give the second episode 10 out of 10. Uh, I gave the first part a 9, um, which ultimately gave this season uh, an 8 out of 10. That's rating okay. as far as that goes all together. Uh, so, yeah, it's a good finale. I, I think I probably like some of the other ones better, uh, but I can't think of which one right this second. I think uh, I tend to like the season a little bit more than you. I like Donna probably a little bit more than you. Um, for me, season four and five are kind of like neck and neck, and which one's the best. Uh, there are reasons for both being good. I think season five has higher production quality overall, but uh, but in terms of story, I think both of them were pretty solid and companions. Everything turning into like HD and everything uh, officially was really in the David Tennant specials. It looked like it started with Planet of the Dead, which you don't have on Blu-ray, right? Right. So you you didn't have those in HD, but I did. Actually, I did because I had them on Amazon Video. Oh, okay, you have Prime. Yep. Okay. Um. So I was watching that and I got the good quality. Um. But that was a season four for Doctor Who. Um. Uh, we're gonna move on right along to the David Tennant specials. There's five of them, including the Christmas special, which not everybody uh, includes. Um. In the David Tennant specials. You know what's crazy about these uh, specials is if you're if you're like watching on amazon right if you're if you're just watching and you're going from season to season you'll completely skip over these specials it was the same thing on netflix if you're watching from season to season like like you know and it says watch next episode now it'll skip over yeah it will it would have skipped uh, over this entire section yeah which to me is crazy it, i don't know why they didn't on, set that up on amazon video you have like basically in a, a season in itself for the the doctor who uh, the david Tennant specials Right. They should have na- they should have marked this as season 4.5 on all streaming platforms because these people, not everybody who is watching this on streaming are going to understand that there were episodes in between here. They're not going to have a list, you know, like the we do. The problem with that is if they skip to the next episode, suddenly it's uh, it's Matt Smith and you're kind of wondering where that even happened. It happened in the David Tennant specials. Yeah, and they're not going to have that information unless, unless they go looking for it, you know. Yeah. So. It's not it's not set up very well on streaming platforms. They need to really fix that. Make the season four point five. Yeah. Uh, so the next Doctor is uh, the first David Tennant special, starring David Morrissey, otherwise known as the Governor in Walking Dead. Um, this is the weakest one. It, it, well, let, let me check my. Yeah, I actually, I mean, I have it tied with something else. So. Okay. Um. This was in Victorian London. What was interesting about this episode, okay, so he, he runs into this guy, claims he is the doctor, and everything. It all points to the idea that this is the guy who David Tent's going to regenerate into, and you're all expecting it to happen because his song's going to end soon. Um, so here's, well, here's the interesting thing about that. Every single time that a doctor has regenerated, you get this feeling inside like hey, i don't know how this guy's gonna do you know mm-hmm. uh and a lot of time it's you know it's mean you, you don't like him for whatever reason um before it changes and you do i don't think i had anything wrong with david morrissey when he was doing it really i don't i mean he, he wasn't he was as all right yeah as good but my when i'm thinking about all the times the doctor has regenerated that i've watched like i wasn't as shocked in a bad way when it came down to david morrissey being a possible doctor i'm like all right i, I mean i can see it you know i can see it it's it's then not again, terrible. You're, you're you're saying this on on rewatch what did you think the first time you saw it i don't think i really thought too much about it i was like because, I, I pretty much just accepted it because with all of the regenerations I, I was never too happy with it the first time around but on on the second time through watching it i'm usually much happier with with the way they go wow the same the same was true with uh david Tennant's uh regeneration the same is true with matt smith's regeneration so far uh i've watched uh rewatched um this is actually my second time rewatching matt smith i, I don't think i've rewatched uh, uh peter capaldi yet so that'll be a new one for me um in general this episode was you know it was what it was dave uh david morrissey 
uh, is some people the... did want him to be the next Doctor, so he was successful in that, I think. But was I he... just don't think the story is very good. Was he an American accent? I can't even remember. No, he, he he's yeah. British in real life. Okay. Um, and he thinks he's a Doctor, and so did uh, David Tennant's Doctor. He thought he was also the Doctor because he had a pocket watch on him, and it could have possibly turned him into a human at some point and altered his memories. But that is right. not what it turns out to be. <laughs> he, like, absorbed uh, a memory thingamajig and made him think he was the Doctor and his hot air balloon was a TARDIS and all these different silly little things. Uh, so while we were watching, he has this camp companion, Rosita, and uh, <laughs> Ma- Mom mentioned while we were watching this that she has the name of Rose the uh, race of, of Martha and the attitude of Donna. <laughs> I, I mean, I, 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 I guess I didn't think about that. I mean, I, I noticed the Rose part. Right. Um, so that episode, I gave 7 out of 10. Okay. Seven out of 10. I, mine would probably be more like a 6. I, I don't care for it too much. I think the story is a little uh, meh. You it's know. okay. Like, it was interesting because it's called The Next Doctor. You think it is. And even when you're rewatching, you know it's not, but it's still interesting. Uh, so there's that. Uh, Maybe it's alternate universe Next Doctor. <laughs> next episode is called Planet of the Dead. Now, I'll tell you. I like this one. It, 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 the story is not all that special, but I, th- I really like uh, the, the companion that he has. Yeah, so I'll, I'll tell you what I like about what I didn't like about it. What I did like about it was the setting. I thought the setting was pretty awesome. I, I did like um, the companion in this episode as well. I thought she was pretty, a good choice. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll, I did not really care for the story. I hated the villains. Um, yeah. And uh, none of the other characters really, other than that, like, fortune-telling lady or whatever. This the, well, the for, well, the scientist guy was, was kind of cool. He was uh, funny. Um, they, they, a lot the of thing about this, this, this I like the uh, companion. The, end. the beginning and the end was good, and like yeah. a lot of the stuff in between, I was like, I could like go without watch. The thing about this companion for me is, I think she should have become an actual companion. So that that always kind of annoys me that she never came back, uh, because it, it it always rubbed me the wrong way when he just kind of turns her down at the end of the episode. Yeah, and, and then also to to me, I have sort of a head cannon. That this is one of uh, River's previous uh, regenerations because just the way she acts is, is very similar to River. Well, <laughs> like, I may, know. like maybe this is who River regenerated into in uh, in in the alleyway in New York, and then she regenerated into Mel's later. Right, right, right. <laughs> uh, but the bug, the the fly person, I uh, no. <laughs> I didn't like the fly guy and and, and yeah, all that. that's kind of stupid. That was dumb. Um. So yes, yeah, so this is the other one that tied with the next doctor with a seven. No, I'd probably I'd probably do an eight on this one. For like me. I said, I I I liked I really liked the setting, um, yeah. in the sand and everything. It was kind of like uh, Flight of the Phoenix, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh. Where they're stranded. They, did, they did go to the desert, you know, for real. They didn't, like, use some kind of fake set or anything. They did and go you can, there. And you can kind of tell, too, that yeah. they, they they did what they needed to do. Uh, but I remember liking this episode for how it looked and because of the girl, but I can't really say the rest of it was, you know. I liked, you anyway. know, the very ending, obviously, is very important, too. Yeah. But, yeah, so that one I gave 7 out of 10 as well. Okay. Uh, all right. So the next episode of the David Tennant specials is called "The Waters of Mars." Now, when I think back to the David Tennant uh, episodes, I would have probably put "Planet of the Dead" over "Water of Mars," just in general. Hmm. But when I rewatched it, uh, "Water of Mars" is one of the two episodes in the David Tennant specials that I like the most. Yeah. Uh, it was it was like watching Alien or uh, any other kind of sci-fi horror movies. Um, so there's a lot of suspense. There was a good villain. Uh, there's a good story. Uh, I like I like I like the cool reference to the uh, Ice Warriors too. That was kind of cool. Yep. Yeah. Uh, definitely. 
I did notice that too. I didn't know if they were like a part. I, I, I don't know like, if it, yeah. Part. I don't know if the if the water creatures were sort of like a mutation of the ice warriors, or maybe they were like a maybe they were like like a virus for the ice warriors, or I don't know. Yeah, I like. Yeah, I liked the characters um, on the ship. They were all pretty memorable, especially the uh, the lady captain. Uh, she she was actually in Sherlock. Yep. And then it was also kind of an unpredictable episode as far as what happens there at the end uh, yeah. when he changes. That ending is point. really 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 good. He changes that fixed point in time, and then he's like, this is where he starts to feel like he's invincible and. Uh, on top uh, of the world, and he yeah. commands time. Time, time Lord Victorious. Uh, yeah, and uh, time responds to only him. And when she says, "That's not how it should go," he's like, "Tough." And uh, yeah, and then she goes and she shoots herself. It kind of reminds him there a little bit. And then uh, that was for also the we see the Ood right. It says your song is right. soon. Lots of good stuff in this episode. Really good stuff in this episode. Um, but for the most part, like, the first half of the episode was all, like, pure, like, horror thriller going on in space. And then the last one was really, really good for uh, just Doctor Who in general. And uh, between this episode and the next, if uh, this is where, where I would recommend placing... Some people recommend placing it before Waters of Mars, but I, I would put it... Uh, here um, is uh, the uh, the the Sarah Jane episode, uh, the wedding of of Sarah Jane Smith, um, and this is on Amazon Prime, so uh, you should probably check it out. It's it's the last thing David Tennant filmed as the Doctor before Day of the Doctor, uh, and it does sort of end in a way that where you can kind of tell the Doctor knows he's he's uh, gonna be you know dying soon. Uh, so it is kind of cool with that. Um, it's it's the first half of like there's each each uh, Sarah Jane episode is kind of like a two parter, ha- half an hour, half an hour, and the first part has very little of him in it, but the second one's mostly him. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, chronologically speaking, Day of the Doctor happens uh, right before End of Time. Huh. If you pay attention, he talks about when he he goes to visit. Uh, the Ood at the beginning of uh, End of Time he mentions uh, getting married uh, to the Queen oh yeah 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 so he's and he talking said that about... was a mistake yeah. yeah so he was talking about the Doctor yep that's so interesting yeah Yeah. how they place that in there um, so this one I uh, Water Mars I gave 10 out of 10 yeah for me too alright so then we go on to the End of Time which is a two-parter special. Uh, All together, you're talking about, like, over two hours of stuff. Two hours Um, and 15 minutes. So the Master comes back yet again, and I actually tweeted about this. I'm like, you know, as great as villains are when they come back, that's great and all, but uh, an excuse, like, he thought he might die uh, was a little cheap for me. (laughs) I was like, "Eh." and then when he actually comes back to life, He's like flying all over the place and like shooting lasers out of his hands, and I'm like, <laughs> it, it is, it is kind of a cop out. I, I don't like the fact that he set this up in motion himself. I would have preferred if it was like a cult of 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 uh, Harold Saxon that sort of did this on their own merit, you know? Yeah, I would have preferred that because uh, at the end of um, was it the Sound of Drums or the Last of the Time Lords, the one that that he was in before? Yeah, uh, he is given the chance to regenerate, to stay alive, and he decides to die instead. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why it doesn't make sense. Yeah. So it should have been it should have been like uh either, you know, that cult of, of Harold Saxon or it should have been maybe I, I guess the master's wife wouldn't have made sense for to, to help re- revive him, but but somebody else instead of him doing the planning for this would have made more sense. Yeah. Now this entire finale is all about Harold Saxon doing the whole thing about Agent Smith and Matrix and turning himself into like everybody and making everybody turn into himself rather. Um, and Grandpa Tate is there and uh, <laughs> Grandpa Noble 
is there and uh, and Donna makes her return, starts remembering stuff. Um, but yeah, the the first part I wasn't too fond of. I gave the first part uh, an eight out of ten because mostly because of the whole flying around shooting laser beams out of his hands and just <laughs> seemed a little out there as far as the master goes. I'm like, well, how? Yeah. there is that. Um, I do I do like some of the way it begins uh, with with uh, Donna's grandfather and uh, and then the way it ends with um, the reveal that the Time Lords are coming back. I really like those things about it. And so the Time Lords are coming back. And then that's what really was about the, the second part of that. The whole uh, episode, the second part of the episode when the Time Lords are back, uh, when Tenet can't decide who to kill, um, and and uh, ultimately regenerating because the one who knocks is actually Grandpa Noble. Uh, All right, that was that was a cool reveal. And uh, and then he turns up, of course, uh, after visiting all of his older companions, uh, he turns into Matt Smith. Uh, and what, what do you I, think of? Okay, after the after Wilfred knocks on the uh, glass door, and uh, David Tennant's little uh, whiny speech. <laughs> I could have done uh, so much more, you know, that that whole thing. To me, I really like the acting that he's doing there, but I don't necessarily like the writing. I don't think it, it necessarily fits his character. I do like how he ends it where he says, live too long, but it seems that he, he gets a little too... Uh, Babyish? Yeah, a little, like... like well, I, mean, I, I don't know. It's, it's hard to say. Every, it, maybe he's having his, uh, you know, midlife crisis or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, he's 900 years old here. He dies at uh, about uh, over. He he gets his last regeneration. Is uh, you know, Matt Smith ends at what over uh, 2,000 years old. So I guess that's about right. <laughs> and the whole idea is he thinks he's dead. He thinks he's not regenerating. Right. So he's getting there and he's absorbing radiation, but it wasn't enough radiation to really kill him. So he regenerated into Matt Smith. After visiting everybody. After visiting everybody, And if, right. you, if you look into uh, the TARDIS Wikia, and you look into, uh, what was it, his uh, farewell tour, look up, uh, there, I think there's an article on David Tennant's farewell tour. Uh, it goes, it, it's kind of funny. There are actually full-length stories that happen in the, uh, the Tenth Doctor's <laughs> farewell tour. Uh, audio stories and comic books and stuff like that that happened before he actually regenerates. <laughs> there are full-length stories that he, full-length adventures that he goes on. Really? In that time period. <laughs> that makes no sense. I feel like that it kind of goes against what the the last like montage was trying to tell us. I know. Like, I mean, it already is taking too long for him to regenerate in the episode, but at least it 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 feels like he's he's kind of you know kind of moving you know closer and closer to it each time but i think that they kind of overdid it in some of the uh off tv stuff uh all right so overall um i rated no part two was 10 uh part one i gave eight um that boils down to nine um but 4.5 i also gave eight same as season four okay and this is where that uh, logo changes and changes into Matt Smith and everything for the next season. Um, when is the podcast for season five? The season that would be next uh, Saturday. Okay. So you right, have you watched any season five yet? Nope. Get on that then. Mm-hmm. I'm already I'm already halfway done with it pretty much. Right. Uh, I know. Yeah. Stuff's going on. Busy, busy, busy. Still uh, not, and, and, and by the way, he's uh, the doctor is still not ginger. At the end there. Correct. Still on ginger. Oh, but, uh, oh, uh, crap, I can't say. Never mind. I, <laughs> I had a comment, but, uh, maybe I'll leave it for, uh, the Christmas special or something. <laughs> okay, we'll just leave it for that. Uh, so I guess it's next Saturday is the planned episode for season five. Yes. All right. Um, I guess we'll see you guys then. Do you have anything else to add, Andy? Uh, no, I don't think so. All right. Uh, well, hope you enjoyed that. 
Um, we're now done with uh, we, only, we did we did a season and a half in one hour. That's not bad. Not too bad. Like I said, like those were short episodes for the most part. I mean, they're long episodes, but there wasn't many. Yes, I, I I will leave now. Okay, I gotta go. So <laughs> peace out, y'all, and we'll peace see out. you guys next week. Peace out. Say bye bye. Okay, he's not gonna say it. Bye bye. <laughs>